Welcome to Standout Style, a podcast that tears down the uncertainties of style, fashion, and inner confidence. I'm your host, Camry Hill. I'm a personal stylist, digital entrepreneur, wife, and mom of three. I'm totally obsessed with helping women exude confidence from the inside out. In this podcast, you will hear style and wardrobe tips, as well as incredible stories of women who are out there showing up as their most confident selves, style and all. Welcome to the Standout Style Podcast, Monique. I am just so excited to have you. We were just chatting before I hit record and I said I'm actually quite nervous <laughs> for this podcast interview, which I normally don't because I love chatting to everyone, but I've been following you on Instagram for a really long time now and I just find everything that you do amazing and I really admire how you have built your business on Instagram. So thank you so much for being here with me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I I love, love, love what you do and what you stand for. And I'm so super excited to be here today to share yeah. and speak to you all. Yeah. Thank you. Well, before we get into some really juicy questions, because I could ask yeah. you so, so many things, um, <laughs> I would love for you to tell my audience about yourself, um, your background and your incredible business. Amazing. So my name is Monique and I am the founder of The Socialista and I am an Instagram and marketing coach for service-based businesses and coaches. And I really help them turn their followers into dollars, really monetize their content to be able to create programs, create offerings, but also use their content to sell out sell out their offerings, their services, their products, courses, anything they want to create. Um, But I'm also the co-creator and co-founder of Rise With Reels. And Rise With Reels is my beautiful baby. It is um, our Instagram Reels course. And this was actually the first Reels course to ever hit the market. We created this back in November 2020 as the first iteration. And we are so super excited because we're creating the next iteration of Rise With Reels, a more advanced version of Rise With Reels. And it's going to be absolutely epic. And so I really do filter myself between the two, the social media management or social media coaching side of it. And then the, um, the rise of reels and, and the course. Yeah, you do so much. <laughs> you do so much and you do it all so well. You always seem to have so much energy and enthusiasm. I just admire you so much whenever I, I I'm always watching your stories and I'm like, gosh, it's just, you show up so well and you do such a good job with that um I want to ask you that you say that you started the rise with reels like November 2020 yeah what a hard year to start a business right like probably there's probably good and bad side of it because so many people are online um but when you started in social media and started your businesses online did you have a plan for where it was going to go like what were your thoughts at those beginning stages no way. No way. So what happened with me is um, I decided to start the socialist start more so as a side hustle. I wanted to stick my, my toes in, see what was around, but I had my part-time job as well. But I, this part-time job I had, they wanted to hire me full-time. And I said, no, I want to honor my goal. My goal was to make socialist start maybe a thing. Um, so I need to allow space for that. So I decided to go part-time in this job and then do the socialist two days a week. And I did that for about a year and a half and it got to a point where I, it was way too much. I was now working on the socialista at the full-time, at the part-time job. And I'm like, this is not okay. 
So I decided that December 2019 was going to be like my last month at this job. So then January 2020, I decided I'm going full-time. So I went full-time in my own business and, oh, thank God I did it. I wish I had done it sooner. That is my biggest regret. I wish I had gone all in on me sooner because I would be, who knows where I'd be? I'd be so much further along. I'd be so much more developed. Who knows? But I just know that I wish I had started sooner. And that's the biggest thing because a lot of people think I need to have all my ducks in a row or I need to have this or have that and to have a website before I can launch my business. I didn't have a website for the first year and a half of my business. There are so many things that are non, uh, not really essential, essential for you to be able to run your business. Um, so I did it. January 2020, I went full-time in my business. And then by March, the world shut down. And I was like, damn it. Ah! Um, but what I really loved about that is I didn't take it as a point of, oh, my gosh, scarcity. Um, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to, what's going to happen? I lost a lot of my clients because at the time I was doing social media management and that was my sole mm-hmm. business. Um, so then I lent in towards creating a course and doing courses and programs um, and things like that. And then I think it was by June, I had my first real coaching clients and I started moving into the coaching space. And then by July, social media management clients started coming back. So then I ended up creating more so like an agency side to my business where I had staff and they run my social media management clients accounts. And then I focus on the social media coaching. Then by August reels came out. And for me, my background is in video marketing. I have done video marketing at university and everything like that. So I really lent into reels. And so I was doing reels and doing that for quite a while And my DMs were flooded with people asking me questions about how do I do this transition or what is this or how do I do that? And so before before long, my coaching sessions were fully booked out with Reels Coaching. And so my business partner, Alicia, came to me at the time and she was my biz bestie. We had never met in our entire lives. And she goes, Mm -hmm. how about we create a course? And then so by November, we had the course created. We had sold it. You know, we had 87 people in our first round. And it was just so incredible to see it come to life. And we created it. And going back to your question here, do you have a plan? We created it for our our audience. We created it for the people who were asking for it. They were asking for some sort of training and reels. So we delivered that. We had no idea and no plan that it was going to become the global course that it is today, where we have over 900 people inside this course over the past year and a half of people who are seeing incredible results they've never seen before and really just transforming not just businesses and building them, but transforming lives as well. And it's just really crazy to think that, you know, you take this one idea and you run with it and where it takes you from there. So yeah, really interesting. I love it so much. I think your story is incredible and you really leaned into what your audience and what people were coming to you for and that's so important right because I think we can get so caught up as entrepreneurs and creating so many things and we we get an idea in our heads of what we should be creating but when there's a recurring theme coming through from your audience and what they're coming to you for that's what's going to sell isn't it so um, I think it's just amazing and you've just done so much in a short period of time and Going back to, you know, creating that content in the beginning and when Reels came out, like you really took it under your wing and you really started to lean into that. When you're speaking and, you know, on your Instagram and on um, your content, you're constantly 
telling people that they need to create standout content, right? You need to, you need to stand out. You need to appeal to your niche. You need to um, be unique in what you create. So what does standout content mean to you? This is great. I love this so much. So standout content is when you're able to take a piece of yourself and a piece of your audience and gel that together. That's essentially what standout content means. Um, you know, your audience is wanting something. They're craving something. They're, they're struggling with something, right? So how are you responding to that? And not in a way that everyone else is responding to it with, you know, trending audios or, you know, this or that. How are you responding to it in your own way? How are you pay- creating a piece of content that is going to meet them where they're at? Mm-hmm. That there is a definition of standout style, not wondering, oh my gosh, you know, Jessica down the road, she's doing this. I need to do that as well. No, have a look at, okay, what do I want to do? What's going to resonate with my audience? Because, you know, there is only one of you. If your clients wanted to work with Jessica, they'll go and they'll work with Jessica because they resonate with her, but they're working with you because they resonate with you. They love your energy. They love what you're about. And so many times, you know, people will come to me and they'll want to work with me just because of my energy. They go on a call with me. They're like, Monique, I don't even know what you're selling right now. I don't even know what you're doing right now. But I want to be within your energy because I know it's going to fire me up. I know it's going to get me to where I want to go, where I want to be. So being around that energy is going to be a real, you know, kick up the bum for me. And so um, that's the thing. How are you marrying you your energy with where your audience is at. And that's how you create your standout style. Yeah. So important, isn't it? And that was one of the things that I was going to ask you next is really about finding that inspiration because we can all sit there and scroll through reels for hours. Right. And we see a lot of the same trends happening and up and coming audio and, you know, dances that people are doing, and it can be quite overwhelming, especially for people who don't have that background of selling themselves or social selling or media like it can be really overwhelming for those just people who just want to get on Instagram and tell people about what they do and their businesses what's your inspiration like how do you find inspiration in what you do in creating content around that without feeling like you're copying what other people are doing Yeah, so I draw my inspiration from a few things, but mainly from my target audience. What questions are they asking me? You know, what's in my DMs right now? What are people asking me in my coaching sessions? What does that look like? And so when I can directly answer those questions and solve those problems for my audience, I'm creating original content because it's coming from me. It's not like I'm finding an audio online. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to trend. Let me me share this and just provide the trending audio to me that's just really surface level it's really not showcasing the the real power social media has social media is way more than just here's a trending audio do that it's it's about how you're connecting with your audience how you're meeting them where they're at how you're creating content that is really going to resonate with them and so that there is where I sort of draw my inspiration from from my audience and from my clients yeah I think that's so great. And that's something that I have really lent into more recently in the past year, because 
I do. There's like those moments when I'm on a coaching call or with a client and they say certain things or ask me certain questions and I write them down. I have like a little to-do list in my, on an app on my phone. And every time something like that comes up, I'm always writing the notes in there. And then I'm like, I can create content around that. Whereas before I would sit down and I would draw a blank with trying to go, okay, well, what do I want to create today? Or what content do I want to create today? And so that's something that I do now um, that I never did before, where I took those bits and pieces from my clients and the things that they're saying. And something else that I'm actually doing next week is I'm actually interviewing um, some women who are my ideal client. I just said, I posted on my stories. I said, I've like taken a new um, step this year and changing my ICA And I want to interview you if you fit within these criteria. And I said, if you're willing to jump on a Zoom with me, send me a message. And I had quite a few people come like message me and I'm just going to interview them and just ask them questions like, what are you struggling with right now? What are you going through? And I'm like, it's just those little bits and pieces of where you can navigate your content towards um, that I wasn't doing before. And I found that a really big struggle. So I think that's that's perfect advice for people yeah. who are sitting there struggling because it can be so overwhelming trying to figure out content. <laughs> I know. And that's the thing as well. Market research is so underrated. You know, just putting a call out on your Instagram and asking for people who fit that criteria to jump on a call with you allows you to get the information straight from their mouths. And this is the biggest issue that I find is that people are working with, you know, you know, they're working with, with businesses and they're, and they're creating content to resonate with them, but they're paraphrasing what they're saying or they're dancing around the issue as opposed to being really hard hitting and taking point blank, copy and pasting their question, their word, and putting it into your piece of content because that's what's going to resonate with them. For example, you know, you could be like a mindset coach, right? And you know that, you know, in order for you to succeed in business or the reason why you're not succeeding in business is because you have imposter syndrome. Your audience, they have no idea they have imposter syndrome. So how can you lead them to the place where they understand, oh, okay, I do need help. That's that's the real kicker here. If you want to start using content to convert, start speaking in their language yeah so important so so important I love it great advice um when it comes to reels how far in advance do you plan your reels do you have like a set calendar or do you do them more in real time what's that look like yeah, it really just depends on the season that I'm in in business. So if I'm launching a product or a service, I will map out my content for the full month to make sure I'm hitting all of the points that I need to be hitting in my content in order to convert um, people into my funnel. Um, so that's a little bit more thought out, a little bit more strategic there. However, when I'm not launching and I'm in between launches and I'm creating content to really generate more engagement, I'm really now listening to my target audience and I'm creating more on the fly. So I'm either creating and batch creating for two days worth of content. So for example, I'll create content on Monday for me to post on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I'll create on Wednesday for me to post on you know Thursday, Friday. Um, so a lot of that is more ad hoc a bit more. And I love that because it means I can have some more creativity and have some more fun with it. Um, that's not to say that I create content every day. Um, there are some weeks where perhaps it's really busy and I can't batch create my content so I'll create it all, you know, on the days. Um, 
but there are some days where I will, you know, pick two days of the week and I'll, you know, section out one hour each to batch create my content to get me through the next few days. So that's yeah. essentially where I'll go from there. Yeah. Everyone, I think, would you agree that people just have to find what works well for them? Right. Because I feel like people stress about it. They're like, oh, everyone's telling me I've got a batch create once a month or, you know, and, and then you get to that day and you're like, oh, I, I can't think that far ahead or, you know, how, how am I going to create 30 reels in one day? Do you know what I mean? So I think everyone has to probably work on their own schedule a little bit, like what works for you um, now is maybe different to what it w- was maybe a year ago. Like it's all, it's always changing, isn't it? Exactly right. And I think it's really important to make that non-negotiable appointment with yourself every single week. Yeah. What does that yeah. look like? What day of the week can you actually sit down and start creating your content? And I know for me, um, I love using Monday afternoons to really go out and create my content so that it's done for the week. And I know Mondays are the best days because I'm fresh. I'm ready to go. I'm you know, inspired rather than me doing it on Friday where Fridays are a bit more slower and I don't want to put on makeup and I don't want to get dressed up. And so, you know, I used to have it on Fridays and I would, and I would dread Fridays because by the end of the week, mm. you're tired, you're done, you're spent. So doing it right at the start will allow you to really connect, you know, more with your own energy as well, because that energy is transferred through the camera to your audience as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you always show up with so much energy, (laughs) so much energy. I'm sure it doesn't come naturally all the time. There's probably days where you're like, oh, but you do such a good job of it. Like, I think every time you show up, you, you just give it, you give a lot of value and you can tell that you just care so much about your audience. So that's um, a huge reason why I wanted you on here. Um, I do want to ask you a little bit about collaborations because you've had some incredible collaborations. So for example, Brock Johnson, who's really big in the US, Erica Kramer, who I'm trying to get on this podcast one day, I've manifested that. She's incredible. I think I've I think I've looked up to her for a long time. She's so amazing. Um, But people of that caliber that have those large followings and even being featured on Instagram's actual page, like your reels have been shared and your tips have been shared on the actual Instagram page, which is massive. Like, how does that happen? Because I know there's people that are going, oh my gosh, I would never be able to get to that place of having collaborations or being featured in that way. Like how did that happen for you? And how do you get the confidence to even approach those type of people? Yeah. So I never in a million years thought I would be where I am today. No way in hell. No way would I thought have thought this girl from Sydney who started her business in the corner of her room would be approached by Instagram to work with them. Like to me, that is just mind blowing. Um, And what I love about all of this is I'm not out here looking for these opportunities. I'm not out here pitching myself to people and doing things like that. Um, All the opportunities that you've spoken about already have all come to me. And that's a big thing about what I teach my clients and my, my students in my programs is when you create high quality content, you show up with irresistible value. You show up exactly who you are and not put on, put on a fake, you know, persona, these opportunities, they come to you and, you know, your wildest dreams come true. And so, you know, I'm getting messages to go up to Queensland to host an event. I'm getting messages to go to Mexico to host an event. And it's just never in a million years, I think these opportunities would come to me, but they are. And it's because 
I'm consistent and I haven't stopped showing up. There are so many days where perhaps, you know, you're sick or you're just not feeling it anymore. And it's just so easy just to say, I'm just not going to show up today. But what happens when you're not showing up is that you're limiting someone else's success because what you have to say is valuable and what you have to say can change the trajectory of someone else's life. But if you aren't saying it and you aren't making that sort of effort to show up online, you're stopping someone from seeing that incredible change as well. And so it's a ripple effect. When you show up, you change someone's life. And that happens every single day whether you know it or not. And so it's so easy to think, oh, I've only got 200 people watching my stories. What's the point of me showing up? Or it's so easy to say, I've only got 400 people watching this reel. I'm just going to stop. Hit the cusp right now. Keep going. Keep going. Because those 400 people are still 400 people. It is still a lot of people who are seeing your content. Um, And Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, I didn't get to where I wasn't. And a lot of people might see me on Instagram and might think, oh, she's an overnight success. She just popped up and she just did the things. That is not, that is not, and it's so far from the truth. My business, I've been full-time in my business for exactly two years now, full-time. Um, but in terms of running the business, it's been three and a half years where I've been in it and doing the work and showing up. And it didn't start off this way. I didn't start off this confident. I didn't start off posting as consistently as I did. I started posting once a week, once a week. And that's for me, all I could handle. Cause again, I was working part-time as well. And so that's all I thought I could do. So here I am now I'm posting three, four times a week, showing up in stories every single day. And that's the thing when you shop in stories, that's so powerful because people feel like they're connecting with you they're they're seeing you all the time and so they're building that no like and trust factor as well so keep going keep showing up because you never know whose life you could be changing love it you're just attracting the right people to you all the time and you're absolutely right about it not being an overnight success it is a lot of hard work and I see you you are on stories every day you know, sometimes late at night, you're posting things. I'm like, this is a full, full, like double time, full-time gig. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you get to this point and then all of a sudden you can sit back and the hard work's done. Like you're constantly showing up for your clients, showing up for your audience. And yeah, it's, I'm so glad that you're just so raw and honest about it and can you know, tell people like, this is really where, how it's happened for you and that it's not just this walk in the park and, you know, you've worked really hard for it. So that's just amazing. And I just love how much energy you have and how much value you're always giving to everyone um, and giving that advice. So um, I'm going to switch gears just a little bit um, when it comes to personal style. So obviously I'm all about fashion and styling. Um, how would you describe your personal style? My goodness, my personal style. I was just saying the other day, because um, I'm quite short and a lot of clothes that I would love to wear, I can't wear because it's too long or it makes me look like an Oompa And I'm just like, mm, I'm not about that life, right? Um, so a lot of the clothes that I have or that I wear, to me, they feel very sort of like young right and I say this in quotation marks when I think of young yeah. clothes I think of like um you know crop tops 
mini skirts, mm-hmm. jackets, sneakers sort of vibe. That's that's sort of my vibe. Um, I would love, love, and this is a thing, right? And I, I love that you've asked this question as well. People think that you need to dress a certain way to be successful or you need to dress a certain way in order for people to perceive you as successful. For example, by wearing a blazer and a tight skirt and, you know, little heels. To me, I'm just like, I'm not about that blazer life. Yes, I can wear a blazer if I want to feel like, yep, I'll wear a blazer. But it's not like a prerequisite. If I'm showing up, I'm showing up with a blazer because people are going to think that I'm successful. Do you know how many times I've shown up on my Instagram page wearing either my gym gear or in my pajamas? Because people aren't here to hear, to, to, to see, oh, wow, she's successful. Look at what she's wearing. They're here to see, oh, how much value am I going to get? So I think it's really, really important. But yeah, my style, I would love, love, love to actually change my style, to be honest. But I do feel like it is quite, um, it is, it's actually, I'm going to say the word comfortable. My style is comfortable. I'm wearing right now, actually, I'm wearing like trackies. I'm wearing gray trackies. I'm wearing a white you know, crop on top and I'm wearing a pink because pink is my brand color, um, a pink denim jacket on top. And I think for me, it's all about comfort. I'm obviously walking, working in front of my laptop all the time. Um, yeah. You will always find me in truckies. You will always find me in like trucky shorts um, whenever I'm at home. But when I'm out, it's very much bright. I love bright colors. My, my wardrobe is very pink. It's very bright. Lots of colors going on. Um, and I love just sort of being a little bit more out there with my clothing. Yeah. It's all about what you're comfortable in, isn't it? Like finding what you feel good in. And that's one of the best things about being an entrepreneur and having your own business is you make your own rule book. <laughs> you yeah. get to wear what you want to wear. Um, the thing for me as and something that I've been teaching women is that you just need to have that consistency. So when it comes to your content and showing up and all those things we talk about in business is also what should be about your wardrobe and your style as well as keeping that consistency you can build that know like and trust factor even with things that you wear how you show up in your brand images like it all needs to be cohesive because you're right if if you have this more relaxed attitude and the way that you serve in your business but you're showing up in your brand images or to events in like a corporate outfit, they're like, that doesn't match who she is or how she's like shows up every other day. Um, So it needs to all just go well together. So I think it's really important to identify your personal style because then you feel like, okay, well, this is me. I feel comfortable. This is who I am. You know, your branding colors, all of that sort of stuff is important as well. But um, Yeah, yeah. And I think like embodying your branding colors, like whenever I'm out at events, You will always find me in like a pink skirt or a pink jacket or whatever that might look like where I'm really just a walking brand. Um, Obviously, I replace my trackies with a skirt. Um, (laughs) But, you know, you'll always catch me most likely always sort of like in a a crop top um, with a skirt. I'm always in a skirt. I love, love, love skirts. Um, And I love like crops. They just make me feel really just sort of secure. Um, Mm And I love pink. So basically that's sort of my, my brand style yeah. Yeah. Um, with my outfits. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's so good. It's great advice. 
Well, just to wrap it up, we've got some fun rapid fire questions. So you're the first person that I've done this to. I was like, oh, I'm just going to inject some really fun little like rapid fire questions. I think it's so fun when I hear it on other podcasts. I see other, I hear other people doing it. I'm like, it's so fun to get these like answers really quickly. So, (laughs) okay. So the first one um, is what is your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? My favorite thing about being an entrepreneur is the transformations. So I love my favorite thing ever is just the celebrations you get when you finally achieve that goal you've been working towards. It's that sort of ah, that ah moment where it's like everything sort of makes sense and all that hard work was worth it. And it's just, you know, seeing your vision come to life. That's my favorite part about entrepreneurship is that you get to decide, decide that you get to design what that celebration would look like. You get to design what that that next goal of yours looks like. And I just think I love that flexibility and I love how you can create your business exactly how you want it to be and celebrate those moments along the way. Yeah, amazing. What is your least favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? (laughs) Taxes, accounting. That's like anything to do with sort of like lodging money in the right way I just cannot I cannot I'm a creative and I'm a strategist give me a creative side keep me you know get me on stages get me to record your content I'm golden I love it get me to sit in front of my computer and to calculate things together I can do it yes I did three unit math at school and you know math is is fine it's just the the actual action of sitting there at my laptop and typing and doing things like that it's just like oh my gosh, get me off my laptop and get me into a creative space. So that to me, that's that's the worst part of entrepreneurship and the forms that you need to fill out and the all the legal stuff. I'm just like, just let me do my thing. Just let me live my life. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what outsourcing is for, right? <laughs> exactly. Lucky I've outsourced all of that. Thank Bookkeeper, God. accountant, all of it outsourced. I don't touch a thing. So it's great. Yes, I feel you there because I am very much a creative as well and as soon as someone stops starts talking about numbers my brain I think just shuts off (laughs) so um next question is what is your go-to pump up song like whenever you know I get if I get nervous and I need like a good pump up song I will put something on before I get on a podcast or before I film content like music is really what gets me in a good mood so do you have like one particular song oh I'm thinking about you know times where I'm you know for example like around the house cleaning or doing just something that I just want to really nice pump up song it's always it's always a Spanish song I'm I'm half South American so having Spanish music just really lights me up something like Suavemente is something that I love listening to I just put it on on um on my on my speaker and I'll just do, you know, I'll make pancakes or I'll, you know, it's my happy, happy time music sort of thing. It's like, I'll make pancakes. I'll eat my pancakes listening to Suavemente. And I think it's just a really nice sort of vibe. Um, but anything to me, my high vibe music is like really, it's like radio music. It's like poppy, boppy. Um, there's the song, my, my birthday song for my socialist birthday was, um, uh oh, what's it called now whenever I hear it, it's just like you just can't help but dance yeah. um, when I think about it I will let you know but it's something to do with like head will roll or something yeah I can't remember but I'll figure yeah. it out anything to dance to right like just anything to dance to yeah 
(laughs) And reels are so good for that. (laughs) Yeah, I used to be a dancer. So any sort of high vibe, you know, song like that, I'm just like, yeah, I'm here for it. Yes, I love it. I'm the same. I'm actually doing like, um, I'm learning how to dance through like an app. And I'm like, this is so much harder than it looks. (laughs) Because you make it look really easy. But whenever I see other people dancing, I'm like, oh, I want to do that. Like, that looks fun. And I try it and I'm like, whoa, this is way harder than it looks. (laughs) It's a lot. It's a lot. But it's good. It's very good. Yeah. Okay. Last rapid fire question is who, and this might be hard, (laughs) um, who is your favorite person to follow on Instagram? Oh, this is very hard. I love following people that I think are inspirational, that are incredible. But one thing about me is I try not to look too much into it because then you end up copying that person. Mm-hmm. And I'm all about original content. So I, I love just consuming the content, but then sort of pushing it to the side. So I don't really, yeah, who who would be my who would be my person? It Who's would at the front be... of the stories lineup. <laughs> I know. Let me let me have a look who's at the front of my stories lineup. You know who I do love? Um, it's a lady or it's a woman. Her name is um, Shannon, Shannon Matson. Um, she's from the Social Bungalow. What I love about her Instagram page or just her in general is she's here for the straight facts. She doesn't, she doesn't beat around the bush. She's here to give you the information that you need. Um, she shows up unapologetically as she is, and that's what I love about what she does. And so... Um, yeah, she's got a really unique style that I that I love as well. And I think it's really powerful and it really showcases her authority in the sphere. That's what I love about her page and about what she does. So yeah, look her up, the social bungalow. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much. Honestly, like it's been an honor to have you on here. So many people will get incredible value out of this episode. I would love for you to share with the audience. Um about where they can find you, about your services and what you are currently offering. Amazing. So you can find me on Instagram at the socialista with an underscore, just one underscore. Um, after that, after that word, you can find me at Rise with Reels course. Um, these are my two main pages here that we um, focused on as well. Um, and then working with me, you can do, um, you can work with me inside of my containers, which are my 12 week group coaching program called the Standout Social Squad. So very fitting that I'm on this podcast, teaching you all about how to stand up and show up confidently on socials to make more money in your business and to skyrocket your brands to the next level. Um, so I have that group coaching program. And then I also have my reels course so if you're ready to really level up your reels become you know take your brand to that next sort of stage and knowing how to use reels the right way then our rise with reels course is the best way to go um you can find that at um the rise with reels course instagram page as well amazing thank you so much definitely go check her out ladies um and i just appreciate you being here today so thank you so much thanks for having me bye bye